Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of Lakeshore Sports. We have some Bears talk for you tonight. Um, we've taken a little bit of a hiatus, but now we're back to discuss a Week 7 victory against the New England Patriots in Foxborough. But first, um, at the time of this recording, just a couple hours ago, we found out about a um, trade that the Bears decided to make um, in reference to Robert Quinn being shipped off to the Philadelphia Eagles to a contender. Now, we kind of had this idea, Tyler, that, you know, come the trade deadline, the Bears are going to be looking to make some moves. You know, they got some older guys like Smith, uh, like Robert Quaid on an expiring contract. And, you know, obviously we're still in that rebuilding phase where we're trying to acquire young talent, which we did and yeah. theoretically a draft pick. But I just want you to give your opinions on the trade. Do you think it was the right move? Do you think it will have any negative repercussions? Just it kind of came out of nowhere, so I'm just kind of looking it, to see what uh, what you're thinking about it. It did come out of nowhere because people were kind of flying high off the wind, thinking, oh, look yeah. out for this team. You know, maybe we'll make a run at the playoffs. I mean, it seems there's fans that think that, um, and I get it. Uh, but I think this kind of brought us back to reality a little bit. Robert Quinn was a great uh, addition, I think, at the time, a great signing. Yes. Uh, he set a franchise record in, in uh, sacks last year, but this year he kind of got off to a slow start. Um, people wanted uh, the Bears to sell high on him in the offseason, and I get why they wanted to sell high on him, and maybe they should have uh, hindsight. But that being said, a fourth rounder for Robert Quinn, the way he's kind of played this year, and you know we're, we're kind of moving on in terms of pass rushers now. We got guys like you know uh, how was his name Rot Robinson or oh Dominique Robinson. Dominique Robinson. Yeah. We, we got different pass rushers that can kind of take he's the take the load now. Maybe we'll see more of Dominique Robinson now. So he should. yeah, he I, should get the majority of the reps now. Exactly. Uh, so I I think absence, so. yeah, the youngsters are going to get more opportunities, and I think getting a fourth here really helps the bears out because and here's another thing too that was referenced on the radio this morning the bears will own a first round pick most likely higher in the draft we'll see how the rest of the season goes but most likely higher in the draft and in a in a draft where there's about four or five quarterbacks that can go in the first round and the bears hopefully are not going to be looking quarterback in the first round so they're going to have a very valuable high draft pick so and there's some teams that are going into the draft with multiple first round picks so in order for, to facilitate a trade where maybe they want to trade up to get a quarterback and you know they have to they have to trade their first round pick and another first round pick well a conditional fourth round pick can act as some type of uh, equity to throw into a deal like yeah. that for to let a team move up and, and us move down. So, um, yeah, that was kind of a, that was a theory that came out this morning. I'm like, that's a really great theory. So, yeah. um, it sucks to kind of lose Robert Quinn in that way. Logically, it makes sense. But Jimmy, I know there's also an emotional side to it. Um, as we kind of saw with Roquan today. Yeah. Yeah. That was, and you brought this up, um, before we hopped on, we were just talking about it a little bit, but is there going to be any you know, any ramifications in the locker room and everything like that. And, you know, because mm -hmm. Ra, uh, Quinn was a very well-liked player. He was a respected veteran in this in the locker room. And, you know, for a team that's still learning their way to see somebody like that get chipped off without really knowing the business aspect of the NFL, like all, all professional sports leagues are, it might be a little bit of a tough hit. I'm not too worried about it just because, you know, they're hopefully getting back what should be a starter next year on this Bears team. Yep. Hopefully, you know, it's still a fourth round pick if they decide to keep it and everything like that. But I mean, that could be somebody that would be contributing to your team come day one of next year if they find the right guy. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, to your point, I, I did not think if we decided to trade Robert Quinn at the end of last season or in the off season, um, I thought he was getting most likely a third round pick. Yeah. And that was coming off, like you said, a, a franchise record setting season. 
So the fact that we were able to get what we got for him was, was I mean, it was a necessary move, and I think mm-hmm. it was the right move by, by J.M. Ryan Poles. I really do. Absolutely. And like you said, he's 32. He's aging. I yeah. mean, and this isn't the NBA where guys, you know, play till they're 40, right. <laughs> you know, or that type of thing. So it was, it was definitely the right time to move on. The Eagles were looking to, to boost their yeah. – their edge because they get their six and zero right now and they're adding a pro bowl type player in Robert Quinn. That's huge for them. And that's yeah. Huge for the bears. Good move overall. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there's really nothing to be, to be frustrated with um, in reference to Ryan Poles there, but no, we're going to transition now and get to the, to the real meat of this podcast tonight. And we're going to talk and give a little bit of recap about the bears week seven victory uh, over the Patriots. Now I don't know about you, Tyler, but this is probably the best that I've felt coming off of a Bears win, honestly, probably since we beat the Packers in 2018 mm. to win the division. Like, it just feels different. Because the last couple of years, you had good wins and everything like that. But, you know, there was really nothing to be, like, really excited about because you knew the team wasn't going anywhere. And maybe they won't go anywhere still the rest of this season. But, like, that was a type of game, a dominant performance by the Bears. That is more of a stepping stone than I think we've seen oh. at all this season or last season. So I feel just great about the bears right now you hit it right on the head when you said this phrase stepping stone yep. this is exactly what this team needed in terms of something to propel themselves something to kind of i don't know they can change the course of a franchise it can change the course of a season a little bit that's kind of what it felt like um coming into this game i think everybody saw the experts predictions before i don't know if it, who was watching pregame but everybody patriots 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 you know Yo, and they, yeah. had, they, had, they had the patriots blowing out the bears like it was because they just saw horrendous performance and Rightfully so. It was a horrendous performance on Thursday Night Football against the Washington Commanders. Like, the offense looked terrible. But then, uh, coming into this game, the Bears took the long bye week. They kind of evaluated their strategy, evaluated where they were at, and uh, they put players in oppor- in places to succeed. Yes. Did they not? And I'm, I'm sure you'll go into this a little bit, but Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time we've been saying it for, what, a year and a half now? Justin Fields. He's got legs. Use him. He's not a yeah. pocket passer. Don't make him a pocket passer. Uh, they 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 had designed QB runs for him, designed rollouts, cut the field in half, limited his options, uh, where he doesn't have to go through reads one, two, three, four, five. Because you know what? That's not the player he is. Are, is he going to have to do that in the NFL? Of course he's going to have to do that in the NFL. But you don't have to make him do it every time. If you play, I think they found a formula uh, that plays to his strength and that uh, sets the whole team up for success, and not just Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields is obviously the guy we're keying in on every single week. And, you know, his, his his performance this past week was, like, you know, we have both said now, I think he was a dominant football player. I think he was the best player on the field on, for both teams the other night uh, in New England. So, I mean, that was just in and of itself, like, that's what you need to have your quarterback be your best player. We've seen that for how many years now in the NFL. Like, that's what you need. And seeing him take those steps to be the best player on the team He's a threat, you know, through the air, he was a threat on the ground. He was a threat. Um, you know, the fact that he, one thing I love about Justin Fields is when he gets outside of the pocket at his, when he's at his best, mm-hmm. he's keeping his eyes downfield. Like that is one thing that we, I, I really started to notice this past week against New England is that he was looking downfield on the run. He found the open guy, you know, the majority of the time and that, you know, you don't need the, you don't need the huge play downfield, but if you're throwing for, you know, 10, 12 yards like that. That's a that's a big yeah. reason why the Bears were so successful on third down this past week. And they get 11, 11, I think 11 third down conversions. You know, obviously Fields is running with his legs for a lot of those, making things happen. But, you know, I just see those mechanical adjustments from, adjustments from Justin Fields that 
you know, we knew we we're going to take time to progress. And mm -hmm. it looks like we, they are, because if you look at the first couple weeks of the season, Justin Fields versus the last three or four weeks of Justin Fields, mm -hmm. night and day difference. He looks Jeez. like a completely different quarterback, much more confident. I wouldn't say, like you said, I don't, he doesn't look fully comfortable in the pocket yet. Nope. I don't like us lining up shotgun as much as we do, mm -hmm. but you know, he's going to like, you know, he's going to have to learn how to do that eventually, but you know, he just, he looks like a, a solid NFL quarterback right now. Absolutely. And I think they had to move the pocket. Cause like you just said, he's he'll, I don't think he'll ever be comfortable in the pocket this year, Right. this year, because the offense, the offensive <laughs> line has given him no reason to be. I mean, I saw Sam Mustafer. <sighs> <laughs> I we saw we were done with Sam Mustafer, and then 10 and he's, plays later. <laughs> and he just came out today. He's, I think, Lucas Patrick's on the IR, and is, Sam yeah. Mustafer will be the starting center for the next few weeks, which is phenomenal. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just completely missed a block. Like, straight up just yeah. completely missed a guy on a Justin Fields sack where, like, Justin Fields had a half a second, you know, one second to get the ball off, and he yeah. just got sacked. So, I mean, Justin Fields has zero – reason to believe in his offensive line to feel comfortable in the pocket, which I think is one thing that Ryan Poles, I think kind of fumbled on a little bit in the off season. And it's been said a lot, yeah. a lot. Um, but that being said, they adjusted and they moved the pocket and they got him rolling out where he got a little more time to throw, where he didn't have to depend on his offensive line as much. I think that was huge. So um, yeah, you hit it on the head when you said this too. Um, Last week and in weeks past, you would have seen Justin Fields after a rollout, after getting pressured, tuck and run, and he like that. That was that was his, that was his, that was his feeling. He's like, okay, I'm getting pressured. I'm out of the pocket. Can't do anything. I gotta go. I gotta tuck and run. Go get eight yards. And like, and you said it when he rolled out of the pocket, he wasn't looking just to, okay. I gotta take the ball, tuck and run. Right. He was looking downfield and found Darnell Mooney wide open. Found threw a dime to Cole Komet down the sideline. That was the best that play was, of the That night. was the best play. That's best play of the big season so far. That gave me, yeah, that gave me humongous hope that yeah. Justin Fields can turn into like Perfect that ball guy. placement. Yeah. You know, just let him perfectly, just awesome stuff. From so, so we're not, we're not asking for the Bears to win by 20 every week. <laughs> That's not what we're coming <laughs> on here for, but we just want to see natural incremental progressions by Justin Fields. And we saw Justin Fields take a huge leap. If he can continue to take leaps like this, Game after game after game, I'm feeling way better going into next season. Yeah, and it, it, the thing that makes me feel a lot better about this game in particular is because Bill Belichick has made a living beating young quarterbacks yeah. and inexperienced quarterbacks, like you know we would categorize Justin Fields. So seeing him be able to completely dominate a Bill Belichick run team mm -hmm. was, you know, you're not you're not beating up on some low Texans team, or you know, you're not beating up on the Commanders who you know the Bears didn't beat up on at all. But you know that is just the fact that it came against a respected, decent team in the Patriots was what made it really, really cool for me. So, yeah, um, absolutely. And, yeah, that that was Justin Fields. But also I want to kind of transition a little bit, not just yeah. Justin Fields, but positives overall. How about the defense, man? Like yeah. the defense in the, in the second half this season, the second half the defense has averaged giving up five points a game. Yep. five. That, that's phenomenal. If so, you do that for the entire season, the Bears are going to be in every single game. Absolutely. They're not going to get. They're not going to get blown out like they have in the past. Like they'll be in every single game. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that I think that's been great. Shout out to. I'm, I'm going to give a few shout outs here. One to Roquan Smith. Played a heck of a game wrapping guys up. Shout out to Jaquan Brisker. Um, he he did a great job. Uh, finishing tackles. Got the interception. He's he's all over the field he every is. single week. That he he's is all over the field. A fantastic player. He like, is. He's an absolute shutdown player. I think he he's the best. He's the best safety coming out of that draft this year. And mm -hmm. you know what? This is a weird. Not a weird shout out because he got an. 
interception, but shout out to Kyler Gordon. Mm-hmm. Every All these Bears fans were ready to give up on Kyler Gordon after week four, and this guy has kept his mouth shut. He didn't complain, mm-hmm. and he's gotten better and better uh, each week, and he's turned himself into – a, a reliable corner. And, yeah. you know, he's, he's been put in, in situations that have been uncomfortable for him. Like he's been put in situations uh, where he's been a quarter, not like on the outside, but on the inside, yeah. right in the slot a little bit, which is not his natural position, especially in college. So the fact that he's kind of learning and he's adjusting and he's getting a little better. I'm, I'm happy to see that. Yeah. I mean, his yards allowed has gone way down. His passer rating against has gone way down. So he's really tidied things up. And yeah. I mean, that's what we said out in here is that, you know, these rookies, of course, they're going to come in and make mistakes. They're not going to be all going to be NFL ready from the first day they walk yeah. in that Alice Hall. And we're seeing that now in their progression. You know, Jaquan Brisker has been solid. I mean, he the the tandem that he has with Eddie Jackson, who is still relatively young as well, like they have a chance to be one of the, the best shutdown tandems in the entire league at the same mm-hmm. position. And, you know, Kyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson. Like if Kyler Gordon keeps on this progression as well, and he's, you know, he – he shows the same continual growth that we're seeing out of Justin Fields right now. Yeah. The Bears secondary is in good shape for years to come, mm-hmm. which I mean, that's a, that, you know, outside of your offensive weapons, that might be the, and pass rush, like you need to have a solid secondary. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, so, you know, great picks. Like we've given polls some, some golf a little bit about some of the other moves he's made, but yeah. you know, a lot of people were on him right away about taking his first two picks as defensive guys. And they've balled out. They, you know, they both had, what, an interception each, each this past week. I believe Brisker had two tackles for loss. And I, did he have a sack last week? I'm trying to find the stats from I last don't know. week. But either way, he he was he was attacking the ball. He's fast to the ball. He's a hard hitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just a great game of growth for those two, which I continue to, you know, they've shown nothing of slowing that down. So. Yeah, and you know what? We, a wide receiver core offensive line that helps your quarterback, but you know what else helps your quarterback field positioning. Yes. And I think that's, that goes to show that Jay Conbrisker and Kyler Gordon weren't picks that were meant to, you know, not be for Justin Fields. They were still thinking about Justin Fields in those situations. We want to get takeaways to get this guy a shorter field yeah. uh, to work with. So um, I'd like to see some more offensive line and wide receiver help in the off season. Yeah. But I think I, yeah, good for Ryan Pulse. He hit on both of them. Yeah. And just, I'm looking at some of the, the, the things that the Bears were really dominant in. The thing that stands out to me most, and I didn't even have this as a point until I just saw it now, was the time of possession mm. that the Bears. Like, I the, the thing that has bothered me most about playing against a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and I've said this on the podcast before, but, like, you own the clock. When you own the clock, you own the game. Yeah. So, you know, the Bears had 37 minutes and 14 seconds of possession. They almost had a, you know, a, a two-to-one advantage in the Patriots in, you know, the t- their time of possession. Like, that is – that is really, really good. And, mm-hmm. like, that is showing growth. Justin Fields is able to extend drives. He's able to take the Bears on long drives. And there was one play in particular that I want to hit on going back to Justin Fields a little bit. It was when I think the the Patriots rushed six or seven. It was a it was a sad, the play where Justin Fields got smacked uh, mm-hmm. between two Patriots players. Oh. And he was able to read that right away. He got the ball out really quick, and he goes for a 25-yard touchdown. Two weeks ago, I don't think that play happens. I think Justin Fields might just want no. to protect the ball, yeah. which it is a problem for Justin Fields. I mean, he fumbled four times this past week, and he didn't, he didn't lose any. But, like, that's got to be cleaned up a little bit. But, you know, I like I said before we hopped on, some of these mistakes that Fields was making, I don't – I think they're fixable. But my main point is the fact that he read a, read a blitz and he picked it up quick and was able to dump it off to the open guy and it goes for a 25-yard score – those are the things that make me more excited about the future of this Bears team than anything else. Absolutely. That's a throw that not every quarterback in the NFL no. can make. Not a lot of the quarterbacks in the NFL it was, can make. It was an elite 
that was a throw, and I'm not trying to compare the two, but that's an, a Patrick Mahomes-esque throw. Yeah. Going around the defender, side-arming the ball to the open that's guy. Like, that is something that if he if a guy like Mahomes did that, you're going to see on Sports Center for a week. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I think we were talking about this a little bit before we come on. I'd love to see the progression of Justin Fields. I don't know what other Bears fans are thinking, but where I'm thinking – I don't need Justin Fields to turn into Patrick Mahomes. No. I don't know. I don't need him to turn into Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. That's what we want, and that's what I, I'm not going to say he's not going to. I would love to see that. But I'm good with Justin Fields being just, you know, a very good, solid quarterback, starting quarterback for the next 10 years, like, or just a Jalen Hurts-esque quarterback. Yeah. Like, I would love that type of quarterback. So, I mean, to see these incremental steps in the right direction, like, I don't expect this huge leap where he's going to all of a sudden be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. No, I'm good with this guy taking just baby steps. He's in his second year gaining confidence and just turning into a really solid – if we have a really solid quarterback for the next decade of the Chicago Bears, you're telling no. me you wouldn't take that? I no, would take that absolutely. 10 days out of 10. So, yeah. Just if we had a quarterback for 10 years, it <laughs> means – I don't know if we ever had that before. Have we ever had a 10, <laughs> 10 years as a, as a stretch? But, no, I mean, yeah. I was just thinking about how, you know, Justin Fields going up against these other guys in his rookie draft class uh, or, you know, the draft class that he was in. I think Justin Fields is the most is is the best quarterback, and I know that's a little bit of a hot yeah. take because you have yeah. Lawrence down in Jacksonville, but I think Trevor Lawrence has a much better situation than Justin Fields has here in Chicago, uh, as far as you know the offensive help that that Lawrence has down there. So yeah, I mean I I just see so much talent in Justin Fields, and it's going to be realized, and I really do think that you know after the Quinn trade today, you, you know, the, the cap space that that can free up next season, you know, we're going to have between 120 and $130 million in cap space. Like this team is going to have, now we have more than double the next team. Yep. In cap space. Next is Falcons open. at $58 million. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the, this is the time I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but the time to surround Justin Fields with talent because he's still on his cheaper contract. Yep. You don't have to pay him yet. There's a lot of talent on this team. Like, I, I look at the offensive line. I look at Braxton Jones, mm-hmm. even, like, when he, the type of game that he had the other night. I think that him and Tevin Jenkins are super solid players. There's still work to be done on this team, but there are pieces in the right spots that are going to be big pieces for the Bears moving forward. You complement that with all of your draft capital mm-hmm. and then some for this coming draft. The amount of cap space we're going to have, Bears are going to be scary. Like, I, they're going to be a super good team in the not-too-distant future. And I think just... Now all we're looking for the rest of the season is that continued upward trajectory of Justin Fields, and I think we're getting that. There are going to be some setbacks now and then, but you know if he can respond like he did this past Monday against New England, I don't really think we've got anything to worry about because this kid, this kid's tough. I think he's a special quarterback. He, like you said, he does things that not a lot of other guys in this league do, mm-hmm. and that's just a sign. Like, yeah, exactly. So let me let me great, throw an interesting let me throw an interesting yeah. question at you. Uh, after the Robert Quinn trade today, do you see the Bears going out and one trading, say Roquan Smith or another trade, or and two, do you see them adding at all? Adding because I don't know if you looked at the wide receiver free agent market of this upcoming season, it does not look phenomenal, and there's no big name twenty million dollar wide receivers right. that we're going to be able to sign. So, do you go try to get a guy like DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, who I don't put in the same level as DJ Moore personally, I don't but. Either. Um, Elijah Moore, like, do you do you go out and get one of those guys before the trade deadline? Do you wait till the off season, or do you like? How do you add for Justin Fields, and also just throw it in there? Do you think Roquan might be out the door? I, it's so tough because I love Roquan, and I feel like he he says it all the time that he feels like he deserves to be the highest paid player in the league at his position. 
I'm still a little bit hesitant. Like I think, like we've talked about before, if I think you hold on to him, you offer him a 16, $17 million contract. Yeah. And if he doesn't take it, that's not your problem. He didn't want it. He can go get paid somewhere else. If he does great. If he doesn't, we tried. Um, but I don't think you necessarily, I, I would not like to trade him. I would mm-hmm. like to keep him Yeah. just because of the amount of salary cap space we have. We can, we can have or, the flexibility to, flexibility or, to overpay or tag him. I yeah. heard, I heard there's a rumor out there that he would sign the franchise tag, which I think would be at 18.3 million, yeah, which is expensive. But for one year of Royal Con yeah. Smith, while you figure out another contract, might as well. I mean, we tagged Allen Robinson. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, which I, hindsight 2020. Yeah. Good thing we didn't offer him an extension. Honestly, yeah. People were clamoring for it. I think I might've been too. Like yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, I guess re-sign Allen Robinson. But yeah. man, thank goodness we didn't. I mean, it's not working out for him to the best so far in LA. So I, no. you know, another smart decision, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want to go the route of trading Roquan quite yet. I'm honestly more in the mindset now of trading or fielding offers for David Montgomery mm. because I feel like recently I've seen enough out of Khalil Herbert to mm-hmm. have him be the guy moving forward. Yeah, um, and you got a guy like Travis Ebner you just yeah. drafted, I and think. that's a guy that this regime I think is taking themselves, and that like that's yeah. that's their they've they've kind of plucked him. So that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, but when it comes to a guy like DJ Moore, I would not be opposed to sparing some draft capital for a guy like him. Because in all honesty, I think if you were to even trade a second round pick for a guy like DJ Moore, like that's going to be a more NFL ready, a proven guy that you would be able to take in a draft uh, a wide receiver you take in the second round. So I wouldn't mind that. And I do think that unless the bears are up towards the top of the draft board and they really want their guy Mm -hmm. that's on that board, I wouldn't mind them trading back in the first round and maybe getting another first round pick. So I think my mindset moving forward is you spend on your offensive line and you draft your offensive weapons around just like, that's Mm -hmm. just kind of the mindset I'm in right now. Just because like you said, I don't see a lot of that open on the market this coming off season. Yep. Um, so if you need to trade for a guy like DJ Moore and then maybe draft a guy in the first round on a wide receiver, like that's the, mm-hmm. if you can get DJ Moore a first round pick on a wide receiver that pans out and Darnell Mooney, like that's a that's, pretty good three. Absolutely. So, I mean, and then you know address all your other needs in free agency. So mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of the method I would take: trade field offers for Montgomery, see yeah. what's out there for Roquan. Because if someone offered me a first round pick right now, I don't know if you would do this, Tyler. And this is just theoretical. Yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. If someone offered me a second round, I'd be very very tempted so mm-hmm. like that's just kind of where i stand but i just i have for whatever reason i have a connection to roquan i think he loves the bears and he loves the city he does and it's hard for me to like just want to just move on from him so quick but this like we, this regime has shown they're not afraid to make that and pull the trigger on a move like that so we, t- we take pride in our, our uh, linebackers we at, do yeah uh, in chicago but it's, we always seem to be able to find them so if, if we did let roquan go could we find another one mm-hmm. uh, so yeah We'll see. I was just curious. I mean, and we'll talk off season when we get there. But like yeah. I heard the ask for ch- the ask on the wide receiver market actually might be a little too high for the Bears. Yeah. Because from what I heard after the Christian McCaffrey trade, which, by the way, was ridiculous, came out of nowhere. Yeah. Second, third, fourth, fifth. Yeah. And I heard the Steelers rumor came out last week that they were looking for a similar package for Chase Claypool. No, thank you. <laughs> I will hang up the phone if I'm Ryan Bowles and that's I- the- I, I would give – I agree with you, a second rounder for DJ Moore. I would do that. But I, would, I wouldn't give up more than a fourth, third rounder. Know, for, I would not give up a third rounder. Third, yeah, for Chase Claypool. Like, I, I don't know. He hasn't shown anything no. yet. And 
not to his credit, he's, he said, what, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky throwing to him. So, I mean, I get it, but that, yeah. at the same time, he hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't proven nothing. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I I would tag Roquan this offseason. I would look to add a wide receiver one or two in the trade market. What frustrates me is if that was the plan all along, then just go trade for DK Metcalf yeah. before he signs that extension. Like, why did we let him, yeah. like, just, I don't know. That, that That's what annoyed me. But that being said, DJ Moore would be a great addition. Yeah. Chase Claypool would be a great addition, and I agree. You spend a first rounder on a wide receiver, yeah, and then you tr- or you, you trade back in the first round, get a first round wide receiver while recouping the draft capital that you probably have to send to go get get DJ Moore or yeah. another wide receiver, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in the offseason, you got a bunch of offensive linemen yeah. that are free agency. This team next year yeah. for sure. I'm just I'm excited. <laughs> I the, the nice thing that I saw with uh, about this Bears team is that they, there was a national poll done. Uh, asking who had the brightest future mm. in uh, the NFC North. Yeah. And it was far and away the Bears. Because really? they're the Vikings, very, very talented team, pretty good team. I don't know if they're really in that top echelon of teams yet. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're going to have to pay guys like Justin Jefferson coming up soon. Mm-hmm. You know, Dalvin Cook is not getting younger. He's still elite, but he's not getting younger. Kirk Cousins, who knows what their plan for, you know, post-Kirk Cousins life is. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we've seen Aaron Rodgers really – struggle on the and the Packers have really struggled along with him this season. Mm-hmm. The Lions are still the Lions right now. Mm-hmm. So I mean you just look at some of the factors on this Bears team like we Poles deserves his criticism, but he has the Bears set up to absolutely be a juggernaut. Yeah. And follow up on his plan to take the North and not give it back. Like super, super awesome. Um Yeah, he didn't he didn't set up Justin Fields that much well to succeed this year, but I mean, you also have to look at what he was given and yeah. what, what he had to clean yeah. up, and uh, he's cleaned it up very well. And now, like you said, he's set us up for success, hopefully, in the next few years. He is the anti-haste in a lot of ways of not yeah. wanting to give up draft capital and wanting to accumulate draft capital. I love it. Which is needed in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, it, it's so hard to not get ahead of yourself a little bit as Bears fans right now because – we know that this season, it's not a wash. There's still a lot to be played for this season. Yeah. But how bright the future looks right now with some of these other teams in the NFC North and the decline is awesome. But yeah, for sure. Um, want to get back to the um, the, the game again this past week against the Patriots real quick, Ty, because we still got one more point to go over. Yep. And that is in reference to our game balls. Woo. So there's a new tradition we're doing here on Lakeshore Sports. You know, our players of the game from, from each week. So, Tyler, I want to hand the mic over to you. Who deserves your Week 7 game ball? A lot of candidates, and I'm going to give some shout-outs before I get to my game balls. Yep. But shout-out to Justin Fields. Uh, even though it seems like a shoe-in to give him a game ball this this week, he uh, he played one of his best games. He played great. I just feel like some other guys stepped up that got me even more excited. Um, and shout-out to Khalil Herbert and Dave Montgomery, both 60-ish yards um, each. I think they, they're doing a great job on the ground. Yeah. All right, so my game balls this week go out to the Rooks. Yes. I love them. Both, yes. uh, I, I hit, on, hit on them earlier, so I won't talk about them too much, but Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon. Kyler Gordon's taking steps every single week. Yep. He's, he's becoming a serviceable cornerback, uh, and um, I think he's got potential to even push that even further and be one of those lockdown guys. And if you can have, like you said, you, you hit it already, but two guys in the – or four guys in, or uh, two guys in safety, two guys on the corners, and even Kendall Vendor, who's playing yes. pretty well the past yes. few weeks. I I didn't think I would say that sentence no, this season, but he's not. he's played a, very well. Um, but yeah, the rooks, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker. Jaquan Brisker has been a stud. Yeah, was a first round talent that we got in the second round, like no doubt about it. Like it's it's funny 
the Bears not having a first round pick this year and coming away with yeah. <laughs> Jaquan Brisker yeah. is phenomenal. So great, great pick by Poles. Both those guys made huge turnovers, huge impacts. And shout out also to Roquan Smith. He got an interception as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jimmy. Let's throw it over to you. Your game ball. So my shout out first, I will I do have my game ball ready to hand over. But my shout out is just gonna go to the run game as a whole, mm. our backs, our run blocking, because the Patriots have been uh, incredible at defending the run and the bears just came in there and they just ran it down their throats for the, you know, so shout out to everybody involved with that. But my game ball specifically is not going to go to a player. It's going to mm. go to Matt Eberflus Oh, because he had Bill Belichick looking like that Aggie out there at times. <laughs> and you know, it, it's tough because like, you know, the bears got out to that lead and then, you know, the Patriots are floundering a little bit. They go from Mac Jones. They put in Bailey Zappi. You know, that was controversial in itself, which I know rubbed some people the wrong way. But, you know, it just looked like Matt Eberflus had the Bears playing in a way, along with his staff, that Belichick just did not have an answer for. Which, when was the last time you could say that? Like, Bel- Bel- Belichick did not have an answer for the other team, especially the Bears? Yeah. Like, just crazy first one in New England ever for the Bears. Matt Eberflus will always have that attached to him. Um, and it kind of, he kind of solidified himself, in my opinion, as we have the guy that we need for right now. Like, this is not to say that Matt Eberflus is a great NFL coach. He doesn't, not to say that he's going to be here when the Bears turn over into that window of wanting to really compete for a Super Bowl championship. But he just seems like he's at, he's the right guy in the right place at the right time right now. And I think that is kind of what I came away feeling this weekend, mm-hmm. which is probably the first weekend all year that I felt confident saying that. Yeah. So Matt Eberflus, great job. Um, you've done something no other coach in Bears history has done. And a lot of coaches in NFL history have done against Belichick. So Matt Eberflus, big, big time uh, game ball there. Yeah, I love what Eberflus is starting out doing. Um, I'm always nervous. Like you, you get the luster of the new coach, and you want it to yeah. last. And he's got to. That's going to be the challenge after yeah. this year. He's got to make it last. Because you remember, I remember Matt Nagy, first year <laughs> coach of the year. Coach of this the is year. the guy. We got him. This is him. And then it uh. wasn't. <laughs> so that's always what makes me worried. But I, it's different with Eberflus because you know why the yeah. guys are playing. He, it's different. He doesn't have guys. He, he's not winning eleven games this year or twelve games with this right. team. He's winning probably. Well, I said five earlier in the year. It's probably not five, but probably six, seven, eight ish games maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and he still got that luster about him. He's building a culture. He's building. Yeah. Yeah, I just I like what he's building right now. And look at the penalties this year compared to the last few years too. That's always that's been a huge stat for me. They only had four this game. The Patriots only had four too, but they also have a pretty good coach on the other side as well. Right. So the fact that the Bears have just been one of the more least penalized teams in the league, or from 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 where they were the past few years, right. is like the most penalized team in the league, yeah. goes to show that preparation and accountability. Coaching matters. Coaching matters in the NFL. And so I, I love the job Eberflus is doing. I just want the luster to last, and I don't want it to be just a temporary one-year thing. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. And I, But I, I agree he deserves his game ball because he prepared this team to play this week. Yes, and the adjustments that he was able to make after such a dreadful performance on Thursday Night Football, to have this team come out and play like that and dominate, kudos, Coach Eberflus, great job. Absolutely. So – that's kind of everything that I got, Tyler. I don't know about you. Any any last second uh, add-ons? To I'm the- I'm all wrapped up now. I'm ready to take on. I, I'm I'm ready to run through a brick wall and go take yes. on them Cowboys. Yes, America's team coming up. Self-proclaimed. This <laughs> <laughs> Down in Big D. Um, I actually think the Bears have a shot. 
I really do. I I've talked myself into it. That's for sure. I mean, I'll see what the spread is, but no. I, <laughs> I yeah. I mean, the Cowboys they're they're a good team, but they're still trying to figure themselves out. They're five and two, so don't be fooled. Yeah. But like Dak just came back. Yeah. They just blew out the Lions, but it's the Lions, okay? Yeah. Um, and I think Dak's still trying to figure out where he is. Ezekiel Elliott's probably sitting out this week. There's a lot to talk yeah. about. Uh, with that matchup as well, but I am looking forward to that game. Yes. I, I, you can't always say that you're looking forward to a Chicago Bears football game. All right, so Absolutely I'm correct. happy. I'm flying high. Just wait till the next episode. Yes. And <laughs> I, I don't want this last thing that I'll say. I don't want to get ahead of myself too much. But if the Bears can keep playing like this and the Packers keep playing like they're playing, give me that game in Chicago against the Packers right <laughs> now. I'll probably regret it, but we'll sign off now. Uh, we'll be back for. Uh, for a little recap of week eight's game against Dallas. But until then, we will check off. This was Lakeshore Sports. Catch us next time.